Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. Hey, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Very good, very good. Uh, uh, Joel, I was actually asking the people listening. This is really awkward. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm feeling good, too. Cool, good, good. Nah, seriously, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really good. I'm really good. That's good. Bit of a quiet week, but you know, you know. yeah, well, we're getting there. You know, but if you if you look at video games like a roller coaster, we're starting to go up. We're going up the roller coaster. It's ascending. Oh yeah, we're almost at the at the, the apex. The apex before it just it crashes down along with all of our bank accounts because of all the video. Yeah, games. absolutely. Yep. And, mm, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Luckily, luckily, I'm on the cusp of starting a seven day working week, mm. so I can well and truly afford these. Best of luck to you. Expenditures. Yeah, I know. See me on the other side. Like a broken husk of a man. A broken husk of a man with money, and that's true. That's something. That's very true. That's something that you got to take away with positives. Oh God, yeah. You know, silver linings and all that kind of thing. Gold linings in this case. <laughs> all right, let's jump into it, Karen. What have you been playing this week? Well, Joel, it's 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 that week again. It's that time of year, that month oh, of yes. the year where Bungie drops new destiny content brings it brings the goods yes uh so i'm back in destiny for this week and probably right. the next week and a half probably depending on how things pan out yep but so yeah i took the plunge with rise of iron and lovely yep yeah, much to my surprise well, not really to, to my surprise at this point i was expecting it to be okay because the taken king was a, a huge improvement Oh god, yeah, absolutely. Over not just year one Destiny, but also over two expansion packs, House of Wolves and Dark Below, I believe were their names. Just their whole like business model and uh, and like release schedule and and content that they were releasing was just they they changed it all up and it just made so much more sense. Yeah, I think the other big part about what helped Taken King be such a big improvement was just having somewhere new to explore. Like, yeah, that's yeah. That's mostly what I want from an expansion, honestly. Like, and that was again where the first two ones didn't really do much for me because it was sort of flipping other areas, had like a new room here or a new corridor yeah. there, and yeah, reskin basically. It was yeah, yeah, nothing really exciting. And then Taken King comes out, has the entire Dreadnought as like a whole new area, Court of Oryx, new raid, new activities, a story I could follow, like a narrative that I can be engaged in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Rise of Iron is basically the same sort of story. Not the same sort of story, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. So it starts off much like Taking Taking King did. It's got a nice intro cutscene, which looks spick. Pretty Lovely. nice. And the narrative it proceeds to tell is very, very much right up my alley. Uh, one of my favorite parts about Destiny, which I never really got to interact with much because I suck at PvP is the Iron Banner. <laughs> right. Uh, I think it's Lord Saladin is the guy who runs that show. He was always a guy who's uh, like, yeah, oh, it's man, that's so cool, but I only get to see you when the doors come down, like, once every blue moon, and I go into PvP and get my ass kicked. There's rare occurrences where he decides to show <laughs> his uh, graces with his presence. Yeah, exactly. Well, now he's he's at the new social space, which is Fell Winter Peak. Just there. Cool. I can just go talk to him whenever I want and be like, hey, man, you're cool. I love your character design. Iron Lords for life. And he's like, get good PvP. Yeah, basically. And he sends me on my way, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, sir. I'll, I'll try not to dishonor you. 
<laughs> but no, what it what it adds is actually I've actually been able to access some of the Iron Banner content that I was never able to get because I suck. I just straight up suck right. at PvP. Like I got a couple of shaders that would normally be a bit of not a huge grind, but you know you'd have to be willing to give PvP a time during the event times, and I just wasn't because again I suck. So I've got some shaders yeah. and some like a class item that I would never have gotten because again the sucking and. I've actually started to pick up some new items as well. Like I got a new exotic rifle tonight, which is actually based off the very first gun you pick up in the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like it was, it was kind of a blast from the past, which was neat. And I got a sweet uh, sword, which looks like a big old bastard sword. Oh, yeah. It's great. The swords in that game were so much fun. They were, they were probably my favorite edition from Taken King. Mm. So it was good to see a new one of those come into it. And also, um, I've even had a chance to use the titular, I guess you'd call it, fire axe that Saladin has in the promotional oh. art. It. Oh. So, do you remember the the knights would spawn with swords? Yeah, and yeah. And you would yeah. kill them, and you'd they drop the sword. You'd pick them up. Yeah, yeah, right. Basically, that's how the fire axes work. You like you don't kill oh, an enemy to grab awesome. them. Like, but sometimes they'll just be in the area, and you can go pick one up and go nuts. And it feels so good, oh. man. I tell you what. So you can swing him and do consecutive hits with the swing, like R1, I'm pretty sure it is on, on PlayStation 4. It might be different on Xbox. Yep. I don't speak Xbox, unfortunately. <laughs> but the most satisfying thing comes from slamming down the R2, where you, like, you basically swing it around and smack it into the ground, and the enemies will, honestly, they will bounce. Oh, that's so I had a cap- awesome. I had one of the fallen captains just bouncing up and down because I smacked him so hard. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, asshole. So the Fallen are still present? Fallen are still there. Um, enemy types are mostly the same on other planets, except for Earth. The Cosmodrone has been divided now. It's split. Ooh. Basically, if anyone out there has played Destiny, you're probably playing Rise of Iron, but bear with me. Yeah. Uh, Cosmodrone has the original patrol point where you would drop in, in the vanilla game. Yep, right. And basically, you go left or right from there. If you went right, you would enter essentially a series of corridors which would loop you out into another area mm-hmm. where there would be a public event where, which would spawn a devil walker so basically uh, yes. yeah that that right hand side now through that like that tunnel is now a hard cut like if you try to go from the patrol point to the right you'll just hit a wall and oh okay as far as i'm as far as i'm aware like coming from the left hand side like from that other side will hit a wall and you can't access the cosmodrome from what is now declared the plague lands which is basically now been taken over by siva which is sort of like i don't know it sort of augments the fallen and sort of messes with their makeup and they're sort of all weird and sort of enhanced and augmented and yeah they're kind of neat and interesting and weird looking and the basically the biggest takeaway is the cosmodrome is now at least the right the Everything to the right of the original point is changed completely. It's all snowy. Like, you can find the wreckage of the Devil Walker covered in snow in the opening area. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah, and, like, Siva, like, you can see, like, cut marks through, like, walls and buildings that access new areas. And it's just... And, again, it's not a new feature if you've been playing other MMOs. But it still is cool to see the Destiny world progressing as it were. Yeah. Like, it looks, it, it feels lived in. Yeah, basically, so like, all that stuff yeah. you've been doing hasn't been for nothing, and this new, right. this new threat 
has changed something, which is very cool. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I would say, if you're interested in diving back into Destiny, Rise of Iron so far has been worth my time. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I finished. It's it's shorter. I should I should probably say technically shorter than Taken King. It is also a bit cheaper than Taken King was, so bear that right, in mind. Yep. But I finished the, I guess what you would consider the core quest on the night. I say core quest because basically you deal with the threat, but as with Taken King, when you beat that, I think it was an Oryx mission before he vanished to be fought in the raid, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, you would open up new quests from various characters, and that is much the same in here. Like, I beat that mission right. where I basically dealt with Siva and they were like cool well they've done that here's all this other stuff to do and I was like oh, here's, the, here's oh, the rest of it yeah oh yes good give me give me content give me checklists <laughs> so ticking those boxes that's literally that like you even get like I'm not sure if you remember from Taken King when we got the Sparrow Racing League oh you yes you got like a little in-game book we could like oh you could yeah, check yeah, your yeah. progress yep. well the Rise of Iron content includes a similar thing and basically, you've got your book, huh. and there are different tiers of rewards you can level up to by completing tasks. And you can check okay. the tasks. There's about four pages of tasks. There's one for patrolling, PvP, raiding. Uh, ooh, I forget the other ones. But it, it makes it it <laughs> makes it a lot easier to sort of see where you're at, basically, in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, right. And as you complete those tasks, you will level up and obtain special items. Like, the very first thing you get is a, uh, a unique set of arms for each class, which is neat. Nice. Um, and yeah, like, it goes on, there's like, so you can get a full set of armor. There's arms, full chest, set, right. head, legs, and a class item. And they're all, like, Iron Lord themed. So my Titan pretty badass. has sweet, like, wolf heads on on her shoulders now oh that's so cool it looks very cool Mm. um and then there of course there's emblems you can get i don't really care about emblems honestly i just want more sweet uh iron lord gear basically you want practical gear yeah definitely and there's also a gun in there but yeah it's it's very cool and i'm digging it greatly at this point awesome but uh yeah because I didn't want to just harp on about Destiny, because, <laughs> I don't know, me and Destiny, we kind of go back and forth a bit, but deep down, yeah. I begrudgingly enjoy it on a certain yeah, level. I and I haven't been able to contribute to this conversation this time, because I did not opt in this time, unfortunately. We'll get you in there, Joel, don't you worry. We'll drag you oh, in. Oh yeah, it's going to be a matter of time, I'll be there soon. But I also decided to sort of, I was on, I was on YouTube and I saw like a trailer pop up for a game called Virginia. Right. Which I had okay. not heard of. Like, it was not even on my radar. No nothing about okay. it. But I saw the trailer, and I did a bit of digging, and it basically was a game that many people who had played it previously, or like prior to release, had said was kind of like a video game version of Twin Peaks meets X-Files sort of thing. Ooh. So obviously I had to play it. Like that's uh, that's a good combo. I love Twin, especially Twin Peaks. Like Twin Peaks is is it? Like oh man, yeah, yeah. So I jumped on the PSN, and it turned out there was also a demo available because the game released this week on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Fantastic. Yeah. So I checked out the demo because I I was 
I spent a lot of money this week, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping those fat stacks. Uh, because my Persona 5 arrived. Um, oh, but, oh, so God. I was like, I don't know if I could stretch my wallet to get it. So I played the demo. And I have to say, after finishing the demo, I'm probably going to get it, I think. Yep. Pretty sure. Sold you. Yeah. So basically the game is first person, you know, narrative, walking simulator sort of game as you would... Not, I don't want to say you would expect it, but when you read like the synopsis of the game, you probably assume that that's what it would be. Right. The biggest takeaway for me was a, it's got a very interesting art style, like not super realistic. It's definitely very stylized. Okay. And it has no voice acting. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting right. it. I wasn't expecting it at all. Like when I booted the demo up, it asked me if I want subtitles, and I was like, "Well, yeah." I, I do like having subtitles on for this sort of game. so I, Yeah, and most games these days, that, that, that is a staple, and it actually defaults to having subtitles on, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there are certain games where I don't think it works very well, like uh, mostly games where it's jokes. Like, you, subtitles just aren't really... I don't really enjoy them for, for things that are meant to make me laugh. Cause of, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree as well. Like, But also in terms of, like, big story beats as well. Yeah. Like, when there's, like, a big twist in the storyline. Yeah, that it ruins it sometimes. You want to read the line first and then watch the character's reaction. You want them to sort of uh-huh. be together. But I said, yeah, yep. I opted in because it was... Again, these games are more about the what you... What the characters say and all that, blah, blah. It's first-person narrative. And then to have no, like, voice was so weird. Like, I had him... I didn't have my TV turn up super loud, but I thought it was kind of quiet. <laughs> then there was a sound... And, like, that sound was subtitled. I was like, okay, the sound got subtitled. Is there just... So I turned my TV up, and, yeah, there was just no voice acting. No voice acting. Wow. At first, I was I was not sure how I feel about it, but after playing the very brief demo, I think it was about 15, 20 minutes long. Okay. Uh, it didn't really bother me. Like, the game's visual approach definitely hooked me in. The imagery was very striking. And I was definitely engaged the entire way through. Like, I was actually probably paying yeah. more attention, like, looking around the, the the vistas, as like, to just see if there's anything I'm missing. You weren't being so distracted by what people were saying yeah. in the game. So I'd be like, much. I'd be looking, if I was in, a, like, it was a scene where you're in the car driving somewhere, and I was, like, looking at the person driving us, and then we pulled into a gas station, and I was sort of, like, watching them walk into the gas station, and then out of my, like, to the right of me, so obviously there's no voice acting. I would never have been looking around. Like this car just pulls up and I turn to my right and there's just these people just looking at me and I was like, uh, okay. And then they drove off and that was fine and not at all uh, uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, okay, like, cool. It didn't bother me as much as I thought it might. I'm definitely going to try and pick it up this weekend and hopefully come back next week with a, a better formed opinion on it. A slightly more detailed analysis. Yeah, because... I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm probably, when we're finished here, I'm going to go and download it myself and play it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely check it out if you've got... Again, I'm not sure if the demo's available on other platforms. I didn't check because, again, mm-hmm. this is very much last minute for me. But if you've got a right. PS4 at least, like, I think it's about maybe a gig. And it's, cool. it's worth checking out if you're interested. Awesome. I'm, I'm totally going to check that out, actually, after this. Yes, my job is done. Huzzah! Uh, but that's what I've been playing. Uh, so why don't you tell me what you've been playing? Um, <laughs> not a lot this week. Well, 
I, I like I have been, but uh, I've been playing a lot of stuff that I've already spoken about uh, before. I've been um, diving back into Overwatch again. Um, got my uh, got my ranking last week, which is good. Nice, nice. So, I actually got mine as well. Actually, I forgot. We, we, did, we yeah. did. We did. We did okay. We didn't. Do right. Right. We, we did we're okay. both sitting on. We're both sitting on gold. Aren't we're we? in gold. Yep. Nice. We're gold members. I think. Yeah. Gold club. Um. Yeah. No. So I'm sitting at like I think at the moment I'm like two two nineteen or something like that. Um. I dropped down into the two one nineties after a few terrible matches the other day, but um. Apart from that, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing really well on that as well. Having a bit of a, a good old time jumping back in there, um, and it's it's great. You know, it's it's Overwatch. It's still fun. I'm having a blast with it still. Um, if for nothing else, getting to catch up with people on party chat and hang out like yourself, Karen. Um But I've also been playing Mad Max again as well. I won't. I'll spare you all me gushing over it again, but. I'm still really enjoying it. I haven't actually played it for a few days, so I've had a, a couple of days off of not playing anything, which is apparent in my what I've been playing segment this week. But um, just before we started recording tonight, I had heard about well, I'd heard about this game from um, I was watching the kind of funny games cast, uh, and Greg Miller was that was doing like a Pax West recap, uh, and Greg Miller was talking about games that he'd played and things that were on his radar after playing them on the show floor. Uh, and one game that came up, they showed a trailer for as well, was called Y2K. So that's Y, and then the Roman numerals 2, and then K. Um, and I was very intrigued by the art style, and the concept, and the mechanics of the game as well. So, it's a, it's a JRPG, uh, set in 1999, in, uh, I think somewhere in New York, in like a, like a suburb or another city just outside New York. Um, and yeah, so you, you basically try and solve this mystery that happens there. Um, that's about all I can say about that because I don't know much more about the actual storyline itself. Um, because the demo that they released at PAX West that, uh, Greg Miller played himself, um, is now available online for free. So you can go and play that right now. Um, obviously not right now. Wait, finish listening to us, um, please. And then come back afterwards. Um, and then go and download it. But uh, you can go and download it. It's a standalone experience, essentially. So it gives you a feel for what the game might be setting up uh, in terms of, I think, uh, one of your friends is uh, presumed dead, but you sort of still believe that she's not dead, that she got snatched by someone um, or something. I'll be old Stranger Things lad. Yeah, actually, it's very Stranger Things. Actually, now you mentioned that. Um yeah, so that, that that sort of happens, and you decide to go and investigate uh, this cave uh, to the south of your your little town that you live in. Um, the art style is interesting. Uh, it, it's it's a little strange um, and different, but I, I I don't mind it. I think I adjusted after like the first like, 10, 15 minutes of playing. I only played for about forty five minutes to an hour, just to sort of get, dip my toes in, so I had something to talk about this week. Um, and also, too, I just I was like, I probably should give this a go because I'm I'm very interested in it. Um, gameplay wise, it's uh, I saw a, a comment before, like a, a reviewer who played like an early, like one of the, the same demo. Uh, one of their their quotes was, uh, "If Earthbound and Persona had a baby, it would be this." 
Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Like it's it's got that very uh, earthbound sort of uh, layout of walking around the, the the towns and in the buildings and stuff like that. Obviously, it's not uh, pixel art, so it's not sprite work. Um, it's like sort of three D weird. What would you call it, even? I don't know. Um, like, I looked at the trailer, and I don't even know what I would really describe it as. Yeah, it's really hard. Go and have a look. There's plenty of screens, and watch the trailer as well. Um, just to, for the very least, to check out the art style of the game. Um, but yeah, so um, gameplay-wise as well, it's... Um, yeah, so turn-based combat, that sort of thing, like a traditional JRPG. But it also has those sort of active elements to the battles as well very much like mario and luigi the uh the 3ds games or ds um 3ds and i think it was a game boy advance game as well the first one i think superstar yeah. saga was a uh yeah super, maybe not game. superstar saga but it was definitely a mario and luigi one on on yeah. G- gba yeah so that, that that series of like mario and luigi rpgs that are on the handheld devices um which are really great i actually almost picked up Paper Jam Heroes this week, Paper Jam Bros this week, um, but yeah, so it, it's that same sort of thing. So one of the characters I, was, I had in my party used a uh, a vinyl record. It's very sort of, for lack of a better word, hipstery, because um, the game, it, the tagline for the game is Y two K, a postmodern JRPG, I think it's called, um, something like that anyway, and so they're all very sort of trendy indie kids from the 1990s um and yeah so he used a record as his main attack and basically what happened was i selected attack um and uh, a record like a vinyl record would pop up on a on a turntable and it had three specific marks on it so there was two yellow ones and a red one so what i had to do is i had to hit the like the attack button essentially in the yellow segments uh, as the record started to spin and slowly get faster and faster uh, and if I did that successfully, that was two attacks. If I got it, uh, hit the attack button in the red section, that would start the record again, essentially. So I could chain up combos. So if I was really good at it, I could do four, five, six attacks in a row before I'd miss, and eventually the game would go, all right, cool, that's how much damage you deal out. Um, one of the other characters, the girl has uh, the, that was in my party, she had uh, a Kita. That was her weapon that she used. Of course. Um, yeah, right? Uh, it's it's really interesting and different, and I got that same sort of feeling from it that I got from playing Persona Four for the first time, where it was like this is like games that I wasn't really into that I've seen before and I've tried, but because of the setting and the way that it's presented, I'm very much intrigued. Um, and uh, see, so, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, there's lots of dungeon crawling as well. Um, the dungeon that I was in, which is like I said, is specifically made for this demo. Um, because I didn't want to give away too many secrets of the game, which I think is really great to develop it entirely, well, not entirely, but like for the most part, completely different um, experience from the uh, the main storyline to keep everything contained uh, is really really good. Yeah, well, that's what I loved about because Bravely Default and Bravely Second did that for like for, ah. for both games, and it was a really yes. cool way to basically let people try the game, but mm-hmm. keep you know story hush hush because in, in an rpg especially story is what you're there for yeah yeah and it gives you that sort of a, you can sort of chuck in things from like maybe that we're going to be like four or five hours into the game in a different setting and a different 
presentation so that you get a feel for how maybe the combat mechanics work or leveling up or, you know, equipping items and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's very much like, a, I think the developers said it's uh, by uh, Ark Studios. I think it's A-C-H-K-K-K. Interesting name for a studio. Yeah. Um, I think they're like a, like a dev team of about five or six people. It's a very small team. Um, which is impressive because the, the demo is really polished. It's really, really nice. Um, it ran really quite well on my very modest laptop. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I'm very intrigued by it, and I'm it's on my radar definitely. After playing, I'm going to go back to the demo and try and finish it and try and get through the whole thing. I didn't have a chance to get through it all tonight, um, but I am going to go back and try and play my way through it as much as I can. Um, but yeah, like I said, the developers also said that they were going to, uh, they, they drew inspiration for things like Lufia 2, the Persona series, um, I think Earthbound was mentioned as well, and you can definitely feel all those elements in there, but it doesn't feel like they're borrowing heavy-handedly. Yeah, well, like, it's important, like, it's, it's okay to be inspired by stuff, but as long as they're putting their mm. own unique spin on it, which honestly, from what you're telling me, from what I saw in the trailer, they definitely are. But that's oh yeah, that's great. That's that's what I want. More of that, please. Yeah, that's why I love absolutely Undertale so much. It was like right inspired by Earthbound, but it brought so much to the table that was interesting and new that I was kind of just blown away by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Undertale, the uh, the composer, or uh, what's the, the person's name? Uh, from... Toby Fox. Thank you. Um, has done music for this game as well. Yes, please. The soundtrack to Undertale mm. is so good. Oh, it is. Uh, and the soundtrack to this game is already it's it, it's got that again that very persona vibe to it. It's sort of sort of like a jazz indie synth rock vibe to it as well. It's 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 bizarre uh, in a really good way. I was highly entertained by the soundtrack from what I heard of it uh, thus far. But the game itself is coming out hopefully this year. Uh, they haven't got an exact release date for it. Um, it was originally supposed to come out last year. Um, and it's been delayed recent until, uh, they said, I think, possibly end of this year. That's what I was reading, I think, yeah. Mm, I think the last update that they said it was going to be towards the end of this year. Um, and it is coming out on, uh, from, where, from the top of my head, the PS4, PlayStation Vita, uh, Wii U, and PC. Um, I'm so happy to hear it's coming out on Wii U. I know, right? That's really good. I, I, I'm excited it's coming out on Vita, personally, because I... Those are the type of games I like to play on my Vita. Um, I mean, obviously, I played Persona 4 on, on my Vita, and I loved it. Um, so that I, I'm looking forward to having another sort of... I don't know how long it's going to be. It feels like there's going to ha- have quite a bit of substance to it, quite a bit of depth. I believe uh, the webpage mentioned, like, at least a 25-hour-ish story. Great. That sounds great for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm really excited to, to know more about that world. And hear some more of that soundtrack and and uh, yeah, really really cool stuff. So go and check it out if you just look up Y two K, but yeah, Y and then I I K, um, and then video game after it. It should come up. You should be able to find it easily uh, easily enough. I was gonna say before you actually read the name, I was looking at the notes. I'm like, y- yick, yick, yeah, yeah, no, right? yeah. 
and then and then you hear it's like Y2K and you go, oh, yeah. I get it oh, now, okay, right. it's a two, it's yeah. like, okay. But yeah, it's just, I was like, mm, nice, Yik yeah. is an interesting name for a game. Mm, yep. Um, but yeah, definitely go and check it out. It's a, I mean, it's a free download. I think it's like half a gig. And um, it, I, I don't know the length of the demo, um, but from what I've played already, there's there's quite a bit to tool around with and have a look at and explore, um, which is really cool. There's no saving Oh, disabled no, saving no for the demo. Yeah, because I tried to save about three times, and it was like, no, saving has been disabled for this demo. And I'm like, mm. so that makes me believe that it's probably only going to be about an hour to an hour and a half long, maybe. I, so it's enough that you could play it in the city. I'd really hope so, because I don't know how I feel. Like, if it was a longer demo, having saving disabled would kind of suck. Mm. But I feel like the point that I was at was I was getting to the... I had found, like, the dungeon boss key. And I was trying to make my way back there, but I was just like, no, I've got to go do stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'll tackle that tomorrow, I think. But that's about that's it for me. I haven't played anything new or, well, exciting. I have. Mad Max is amazing. Yeah, like I, like I... Like, Love it. You're not the only one who's been revisiting your games. I'm still plowing away at Valkyria Chronicles, which... Yep. I'm going to do it. I'm going to beat it. It's going to happen. And I believe you. And we'll throw a party when I do, because it'll be like the most ridiculous grudge <laughs> video gaming I've ever had just put to rest <laughs> uh, and I also recently was revisiting Zero Time Dilemma as well I'm chasing that ah, yes. uh, lovely so yeah but yeah like honestly you're not alone there it's been a lot of yeah not really old games but not recent ones as well just sort of chipping away at them yep I've just been watching a lot of stuff this week actually that's all yeah. I've been doing I saw Blair Witch last I... night it was good oh, I finally watched Whiplash was it also Man, good? Holy shit! I, I know this isn't a, this is a video games podcast, but I was affected for about half an hour before I calmed down after that movie. That was insane. If you haven't seen Whiplash, holy shit, go and watch it. You you won't be able to look away for like the hour forty five minutes. Um, cool. Alrighty, shall we move on? Yeah, we'll, we'll jump right onto the news, shall we? Let's do it. So it, cool. it's been. Been sort of a quiet week coming off of TGS, so yes, uh, yes. There's little rumbles here and there. So the very first thing I sort of caught my eye, and at first glance I was just like, this doesn't seem like such a big deal, but I thought it could be fun to talk about because virtual EGX is a thing that's going to happen, which is basically sort of like a partnership between Amazon and Eurogamer Expo. Mm-hmm. which is going to bring a handful of indie games that will be on display at the actual show to PC users at home for, like, free trials, which is really fucking cool. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. So at this point, basically you head over to the Amazon EGX hub, and you can hop over there, and you'll find a handful of, like, titles that you can just download a free trial for. They yeah. include, and again, I would recommend Googling each of these games because... I know a couple of them I've seen on the PSN and I'm interested in, but most of them were new to me. So it's right. Mainlining, Shoe, Earthstorm, The Bunker, Hugh, Congo Master, and Hopiko. Yeah, so I've seen Hopiko before uh, pop up on the PSN. Yeah. Um, and I looked into it and I was like, yeah, I might, think, you know, I think from what I can tell, it's like a, like a roguelike twin stick shootery kind of vibe. Um, from memory, or it might be the platformer one. I might be getting confused with another game. Um, I remember looking at it going, yeah, I might be, but I mean, if there's a free trial of it, I'll give it a go. Um, 
I, I had a quick look at the list when you, you put this up before. Um, the two that stuck out to me that I'm, I'm again, after we finished recording tonight, I'm going to download them, uh, is uh, Conga Master and Mainlining. Mainlining looks like a... It, it was described as a point-and-click hacking adventure, and I'm like, yes, please. Um, after playing Hacknet last year, when I picked it up after um, Hacks last year, um, I, I loved Hacknet. That was such a good game. Um, and if it's anything like that, um, I mean, um, I'll definitely check that out. And Conga Masters looks like a, a rhythm game where you have to make like a conga line and try and get the biggest conga. It looks like a, a rhythm game snake, and I'm like, I'm on board. I like it. Yeah, like, I just think this is a really cool idea. Absolutely, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, Nintendo kind of did the same sort of thing with, like, the Nindy's Home. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was sort of, like, stretched out over the, the period of, like, you know, six weeks or something like that. Um, still a great idea uh, to sort of give you that, that, that trial taste and then you go, all right, cool. Because I think there was like two or three games I picked up from those, from the, the Nindies at Home thing. Like Rumbo was one of them, wasn't it? Oh man, Rumbo to this day yeah. is still just such a good game. And I'm going to pick up that 3DS copy. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, me too. I think that's going to be a great game for us to play like at conventions and stuff like that or like, you know. Is it coming out before PAX? Um, I need to I need to know for reasons. <laughs> I yeah, I know, I hope so. If it is then yeah, god yeah, we're, get, we're getting on that. It's happening for sure. But we are getting some serious rumbo in. I just this is the sort of thing I would and it's probably way too much to ask, but this is the sort of thing I'd like to see happen more often, honestly. Well, well I think it's starting to roll out a little bit more in in different like shapes because i know that with like e3 stuff and things like that like playstation have like best buy setups in america and things like that you can go and play oh nintendo does the same thing as yeah. well um so i and i think we're we're when we're in an age now of like digital distribution is becoming much more viable and uh, a much better way especially for these indie developers to get stuff out i mean look i, I was just, I literally talked for 10 15 minutes about the only thing I've, the only new thing I played this week was a demo from an indie developer that was put out for free, um, and to get that taste and sort of get people who might not normally play something like that if they just saw it on a storefront, and you, you see it and go, oh yeah, that, uh, it looks kind of cool I guess, but getting it into someone's hands and saying, hey, have this free demo, um, you never know, it might be your new favorite game, it might be your your game of the year, who knows. Yeah, well, like, free demos have made have definitely caused me to try games I would never, you know, played in the past. And it is yeah. it is a lot of the time, it is with indie games that that happens as well. So, yeah, it's just, it's cool that if you can't make it to EGX, that you'll have the ability to play some of the indie games on hand. And I would love to see that continue to happen in the future with other events as well. I, look, I definitely think it's going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, imagine, like, PSX rolling around and they're like, "Here's a new demo for God of War." That's oh. not going to happen, but you know what I mean. Like, like you'd be great. Spe- sorry, speaking of that, you've just reminded me of something that I forgot to mention in the notes along with this, and it doesn't affect us because we suck and are chumps. But <laughs> I think it's like sometime next month, if you are a PS Plus account holder in Japan, there's like a week or so, like a for a a duration of a week you'll be able to try out the Gravity Rush 2 demo that they were displaying at TGS oh Kyron why are you telling me that I don't know get a friend who's got that a Japanese PSN account and sign up for Plus I don't know man oh that makes me sad but I really want to play that game that's the sort of stuff I want to see more of like just letting yeah. you know normal folk 
who can't maybe go to these events try this stuff out. I understand why they don't want to do it. I'm sure it's scary giving yeah. the world free reign on your game that you're still, you know, tinkering kind with and polishing. Yeah. You don't want to have something really bad happen, but I don't know. It's really cool. But it can also it can also sort of soften the blow if, say, you're coming out to announce that your game's going to have a delay. It's like, well, there's a delay, but here's a demo. It's a work in progress. I have it free. Go and play. Enjoy. Explore. Offer feedback. Share it with your friends. Yeah, offer feedback. Like, that's a good thing, too. Um, sometimes I feel like we're, we're getting a little bit shrouded by a lot of, um, like, open betas and open pre-alphas and all this well, sort of shit. That's the thing. Open beta has lost the meaning that it's meant to mean. Like, Yeah, just call them demos. Just I know. say it's, it's a demo. You could call it a demo, people... Joel, but unfortunately, open beta sounds so much cooler to people. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm in the... Uh, well, not even open beta. Like, if it just says beta... Beta, so I'm yeah. in the beta for this game. That used to probably mean something, but now it just it, means you're in the demo. It makes me mad, though, a little bit, because it makes you just feel like it's it's free labor on behalf of the developers and the publishers and things. So, but I don't know. I, I say, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. We need more more demos. Bring back the demo. Exactly. Like, demo discs. It's sad Good. when an, yeah. one of the announcements that Bethesda had this year was that you would, for like a limited time... You could play the Doom demo, shareware yeah, like, style. Like, that's where are my demos? It's I I I I think we're going to see a big resurgence in those. I hope so. Um, and again, with with like indie stuff as well. Like, there's there's entire sites dedicated to like you know betas and alphas and things like that for these indie games that are out there. So. You just got to search them out. Yeah. Once they become more mainstream, like readily available, I think that we'll see a change in the uh, in the scenery. Definitely. Like I get that one of the main reasons is probably because AAA games, especially like this, is mostly for I I love that indie games embrace demos, and that's why I love indies. Yeah. And I would love AAA to do it, but I guess one of the big reasons would be like uh, the demo would be ten gig to download, and I do get that it is annoying, yep. especially in Australia. Oh yeah, but it, I'd still, I'd still try it for a lot of them. Honestly, hey, well, love we demos. have like you know we like the Neo demo was nine gig. I oh, mean, boy. And we, Battlefield One was like twelve. I'm pretty sure. I downloaded the Neo one twice because obviously the Alpha yeah, and then the Beta. Yep, absolutely. I also you know. downloaded the Bloodborne and Dark Souls three network test mm-hmm. betas. Yep. So you know, I'm willing to do it. Honestly. We we both d- dived into the uh, Uncharted Four multiplayer one as well, oh, yeah. and, and Overwatch, and Overwatch. Uh, the Overwatch the Overwatch one was what sold us all. It we was. were like, oh, I don't know, but you know, we played that solidly that entire weekend, and then by the end of it, we were just like, yeah, cool. When's this game coming yeah, out? Day we're, we're one, buying it. Cool happening. Yeah, absolutely. Like two of our friends went and pre-ordered it the next day. Like yeah. after that weekend finished, they were like, yeah, we want copies of this game now. So, um, so I hope this is something that keeps happening. Just more demos, please. Just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool stuff. Yeah. But so that's that's that. But uh, you know what, Joel? Let's. I'm only. I mainly posted this here because <laughs> we started this Showed podcast a long time after this game came out. Absolutely. So t- at TGS, there was like a little little award show where they like handed out some awards to you know the best games out there. And Game of the Year went to Splatoon? 
Sure. Which I Why love. Not? It came out in 2015. I love it, so I'm glad it won. But I just, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're talking about this because we haven't talked about Splatoon yet. Yeah. I'm Splatoon's so, great. I'm so happy to see it get just, just another nod. It, it was it was a big risk that Nintendo took with that game. It um, was, and it it's basically like it was the first new IP since Pikmin on the GameCube. Yeah, and it was a showing of what Nintendo's young blood can do when given yep. the time. Yep, and 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 sort of like you know free reign almost on on to do what they want to do. Yeah, and to have a to have an online multiplayer shooter that the core mechanic of the game and how to win wasn't about shooting each other. It's set on paper. It's like, this is, this is a train wreck. This is going to be awful. Well, cause it's one of those but, things that when you hear that description, you're kind of like, well, then what's what, what is the game? The then? Yeah. Uh, but they made it work. I mean, and it was so colorful. All the characters were great. So much personality. The soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack of that game is sensational. With the best soundtrack title ever. Uh, Splatoon. I love it. I love it. S-P-L-A-T-U-N-E. It's amazing. Yep, Splatoon. Splatoon. Love uh, it. So yeah, like I just wanted to just... Um, Japan is obviously head over heels for Splatoon. And that's great for Nintendo, honestly, because that's a big... That's They can obviously use that momentum. But even over in the West, I know a lot of people, at least in my circle in our circle, I should say, that picked it up and loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I remember picking it up. I was about to go to Melbourne for... I was going to do for a concert or something like that. I was spending the weekend in Melbourne. And I picked it up beforehand. And I played a little bit of it before I left. And I was like, this is great. And then when I got home, my wife had already sunk like a good six hours, seven hours into that game. And she's like, it's so good. And she was freakishly good at that game. Um... Freakishly, I I didn't play it as much as I should have, and it's like, it's a crime that I haven't played it more. Um, and the fact they kept like supporting it afterwards as well, like for over a year, it's still with, like, yeah, free updates and got, things like that. Update, it got an update recently, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was that was the, the last big one I think that yeah. they released, like new maps, new game modes, like ranked mode, weapons. Um, yeah, weapons. Oh, so many weapons and like costumes and things like that. And like, and even like the maps would get tweaked in like. I think they were just balancing and like shutting off certain things that maybe were making the map unfair for some characters yep. and stuff. It was, it was, man, they were dedicated to that game, and it's such, yeah. it's such a it's a good sign, I think, of things to come. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it was it's very similar. Overwatch is very similar in the way that it was supported. I was going to say um, like that's probably the reason I don't play Splatoon now is because Overwatch filled that yeah. gap. Absolutely, and it's we have a lot. We have more people who have more easily access to a PlayStation 4 than a Wii U, um, which, you know, you've only got to look at the sales numbers to realise why. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's just an interesting game that they took a, a, a really big chance on, and it just paid off in, in dividends. And uh, kudos to you, Nintendo. You, you still got it in you. Yeah, like, again, the biggest takeaway from this, and, and again, I would just love to, because it's still getting recognised in Japan... I reckon we're going to see some more new IPs, and that's exciting. Yep, absolutely. Give, NX, I believe. Give, I believe. God damn it, NX. I believe Did you see NX. the Pokemon CEO, the Pokemon company guy, oh, talking God. about it being a console handheld hybrid? 
Come on. <laughs> and everyone, I just want. Everyone's just like, was he allowed to say say that? Cause you said it now. It's Is he meant to say that? I don't know. We're, was it a we're mistranslation? All gonna like, we're all going to look like such fools when Nintendo come out like six months after the NX was released and go, yeah, that was all planned. Like all those <laughs> like quote unquote leaks. Yeah, we were behind all that. People are feverishly like just they're, they're clawing away. They want it. It's it's getting to the point now where it's like, all right, you've got to say something, otherwise the hype is going to just explode. But they don't People are have going to, to combust. say anything. I know, I know. No, but they do because if they want to actually sell a console, if they're like, yeah, it's going to, if they've already said, you know, vaguely, like there's an idea of like March potentially or Q1 for next year, which makes sense because that you know they want to they want to get something in before the end of the financial year. Yeah, well, because their financials are going to be bleak. Despite what a stinker of a year. Yeah, I mean, again, like if if this was the plan all along, then it would make sense. But if it misses Q one, oh jeez. Yeah, that's rough, and especially because uh, uh, like Zelda has a release date. Does it have a release date, John? No. <laughs> <sighs> all right, all right. Let, let's again let's move quote along. unquote release date. All right. Cool. All right, moving on. So, uh, speaking of Overwatch. The, uh, the good old folk over at Blizzard uh, and have decided to change something quite important this week. Uh, not drastically, but uh, their online sort of... What would you call it there? I would say their Portal. online infrastructure, really. Like, it's what... Infrastructure, yeah. yeah. It's what runs a lot of their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's a, yeah, I was like, what word to use? Infrastructure, that's it. That's the word my brain was looking for. Um, Battle.net is no more well Whoa, in Joel. name in name i just wanted to, i just wanted to scare the audience a little bit the, 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 dra- the dramatic yeah. pause wasn't long enough yeah oh, damn um i'll work on that uh so battle.net uh, they're dropping the uh, blizzard are dropping the name battle.net in terms of their their online infrastructure um and i think they're just going to be calling it it's blizzard just blizzard live blizzard Streaming Blizzard Voice—that's the—that's what they're 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 calling it now. I really like makes it. Makes sense. Like, not, makes sense. Not that I—I I mean, I have fond memories of my time with Battle.net, especially the good old days of not being able to connect to Diablo Three when that launched. <laughs> but but mm. like Blizzard, I don't know—it's going to roll off the tongue a bit nicer than Battle.net, honestly. And the thing is too, like Battle.net, Battle.net became a thing when Blizzard were primarily. PC, yeah, focused. exactly. And it's definitely a more PC oriented name if you look at it like on a purely superficial level. I guess because well, Battle dot net. Yeah, know, exactly. It makes me so, think of PC. For, I don't know why exactly, but it just does. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I agree. And it's um, so yeah, to just drop it to Blizzard now, especially with like the success of Overwatch, which I think you know, as much as people are playing on PC, I I would say there would be close to the same amount of people playing on console well that's the thing um, like because blizzard have basically not really enjoyed success because they've already been pretty successful but between mm. like overwatch was obviously a runaway hit for them but i also think a lot of people understate how much they got from diablo 3 on consoles as well oh yeah yeah like that and then basically you... fixed the game in my eyes yeah exactly the game was made for consoles yeah so it this, again this move just sort of makes sense 
Yeah. And then if you wanted to go on top of that as well, if you look into the mobile market with Hearthstone... Yeah, exactly. Like, and Which started out as PC, and then it, it is, like... It's a no-brainer for mobile, for mobile devices. The the tactile element of, like, throwing cards out, it makes sense on a touchscreen. And it definitely helps keep the name Blizzard at the front of people's minds as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting little uh, bit of information coming out of Blizzard this week. Yeah, like, um, I'm surprised, like, not so much that it's happening, just, like, of all the things for Blizzard to be doing, I'll, that was not what I would have picked. No, absolutely not. It's, but again, like when you hear it and you read about it and you read the, the whole story of it, you go, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, absolutely. totally makes sense. Absolutely yeah. makes sense. So it's a good move. Um, there might be some people who disagree, but I think the majority are going to go, "Yeah, okay, that's fair." Like, as long as the services you're providing aren't going to change drastically, it's fine. Yeah, like BattleNet, as it stands on PC at least, was it's just like a launch of it. They're just takes you to your other games yeah so the the verification like of the app that you use as well to verify your account every time you log in that's that's awesome that's a cool little thing two-step like verification is very good and i like it Mm. yeah i i love the app for it too like it's like 30 seconds and you if you don't put it in after 30 seconds then a new one pops up and you just use that one and it just constantly does that the only time I don't like it is when I'm maybe struggling to to look between <laughs> the two of them and I'm just like oh god can I enter this before the time runs out the, the, the pressure is yeah, yeah. It's, it's very very tense as that bar fills up I'm like I'm not going to make it I'm not going to damn it I missed it alright new code <laughs> let's do this uh, I look forward to talking to you on Blizzard Voice Joel Blizzard Voice yes we can like record on Blizzard Live. Blizzard Live on Facebook. Um, is it, yeah, it's so, that's a thing, isn't it? Like I saw a, yeah. a friend of mine on Facebook streaming. Wow. Yep. That's so. Whoa. You can stream like natively to Facebook from Blizzard games now. Interesting idea. Really interesting idea, especially with the like again Overwatch. I mean, that's the best type of thing. Like you put up a ten minute video, which is just a, you know, a nine minute video. That's a round, like, you know, a round of Overwatch. That someone like someone like me is going to watch that. I'm going to scroll past my feed and go, "Oh, game Overwatch! Oh, there must be something interesting happened in there." If someone's going to put it up on there, most of the time it's not. But sometimes you get like the, a, an insane play from someone, and you go, "Whoa! I'm so glad I watched that." <laughs> um, yeah, good work, Blizzard. Love your work. Keep it up. I'm a Karen, can I make a confession? What is it? I am currently on the fence about whether or not I'm going to go back and actually try World of Warcraft again. I'm telling you, if you do, you're on your own. I, I look, I, I know, I, but I, I feel like I've got some people out there. Uh, our good friends over at OK Games are all very much WoW player, players, so maybe I could sort of hit them up and say, can you take a scrub like me I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm a bit older now. Apparently, Legion's really good uh, and a good jumping off point as well. I don't know. You know, honestly, I'd much rather see you pick up 14, Final Fantasy 14, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we'll see. If 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 uh, for some reason, listeners, that our podcast doesn't come out one week, it's because I've fallen into that hole. And it's got, got to talk to me. And it, it, no, it'll come out. It'll just be me talking about how much I wish Joel was just playing Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen instead of WoW. <laughs> so remember the good old times. Uh, anyway, so 
Remedy. Remedy Studios, the people behind the fantastic Alan Wake and the relatively okay, from what I hear, Quantum Break. <laughs> doesn't quite roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, no, it's, doesn't, it's not as catchy, is it? Um, I loved Alan Wake. But uh, they have come out and said this week that they're working on multiplayer for their games from this point onwards. Now, that it hasn't been said whether or not they're working on like a specific multiplayer-only title or whether it's just going to be they're going to have multiplayer popped into their next game, whatever it is. Well, I'm actually I'm reading a quote right here, and apparently okay. they mentioned specifically cooperative multiplayer. Okay. So, so cooperative multiplayer is a different kettle of fish. I don't know. It depends on the game, man. It absolutely well, depends it as well. on the game. Can you imagine if Alan Wake had co-op in it? I'd, I'm kind of into it. No. Just like two-player co-op? I'd, no. I'd be into it. Look, okay, look, here's the thing. It would be fun. Maybe not, yeah, maybe not with that specific storyline. Like, if, if there was a way that, because I, I, have, I have faith that they'd be able to, to... I don't know. ...implement it into a story and make a storyline that would sort of complemented it. But... I, I honestly am at, at a point where I feel like Again, this, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen because obviously Remedy could do anything going forward. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about if they had have added, like, if they did a game like Alan Wake with co-op. I don't know how I feel about that. It would remind me of, you know, co-op in Dead Space Three, honestly. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Because um, a lot of what happens in Alan Wake, again, I'm, I feel like I'm being way too focused on the Alan Wake of this because maybe it's because deep down I just want an Alan Wake from them because I love that game so much. That game is great. But like, I really like their, their single player experiences. I don't know. That's true. And look, let's face it, in, a, in this current world we're living in, in terms of games, the, the single player standalone experience is sort of dwindling a little bit, uh, unfortunately. Um, I, I was always a single player gamer. Back, I, it, was, it wasn't until I made like, uh, like you and our, our group of friends that I started playing multiplayer games like things like Smash Brothers and things like that. Obviously, I played like GoldenEye and things like that, but I'd never had the console at home to be able to, you know, practice or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I, I kind of there's a little part of me that's like, oh, that's the the, the landscape we're looking at now. Is it makes me a little bit sad. It, but... it really does because, like again, I get that that's a good way to add life to your game. You know? Oh yeah. You want to and combat that's obviously why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. But, and sometimes it works. Sometimes you get The Last of Us with a, a multiplayer component that's really compelling. Yeah, absolutely. Even, like, the Uncharted games, like, they have a pretty decent following with their multiplayer. Yeah. Or sometimes you get stuff like Tomb Raider. Yeah. With multiplayer that no one really cares about. Or it doesn't feel necessary. Exactly. Like, like it's it's a it's a tough line to walk. And I know they mentioned specifically cooperative and more often than not, that's a lot easier to, you know, sell to a consumer. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like cooperative could be the way to go. I and I, I think in the the coming years, I think I'm totally all for the, the cooperative scene being the multiplayer aspect of a game. Instead of just having like a straight up deathmatch that feels tacked on and doesn't add anything to the game. Having these co-op experiences, I mean, like, we've had awesome fun playing some co-op games together. Um, 
trying to think one off the top of my head recently that we've been that Metroid, we've man, Metroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, my brain was clouded by Overwatch still. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, Metroid Federation Force. It's we've had awesome fun playing that together. Look, I, um, I I love cooperative as much as the next person. Don't get me wrong. Yep. I just I don't know. I'm always gonna miss the days of a full feat like a fully featured single player game. Yeah, and I guess from from someone like Remedy, kind of they have a bit of a they've set the bar fairly high for their own releases. Even if say what you will about Quantum Break, again I haven't played it, so I can't comment on it. But what I've seen of it looks good. Looks like a great game. Uh, Maybe not as good as Alan Wake, but I have to say, and, and again, I'm not saying anywhere or another, but I do have to wonder if how much of this was Remedy's choice. Yeah, like. I don't know, like, do you think Microsoft maybe suggested it? Like, hey, maybe maybe multiplayer, guys. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe. They, they might have planted the seed at the very least. Hmm. So, especially if they're looking at the sales for things like Quantum Break, which, from memory, it sold relatively okay. Which it wasn't groundbreaking, but it, you know... It sold well. Critically, it was received quite well. Um, but yeah, maybe that's Microsoft looking at the numbers going, hey, if you want to stay in bed with us, come on. Yeah. You need to give us something back. Again, like, it's business. Business is business, yeah. and like, they're yeah. in it to make money, so I'm, I'm not holding anything against them. No, gonna. Like, I understand it completely, but I I don't know. We'll see We'll see where it takes them. I have a, enough trust in Remedy to make the best of it. Yeah. I just hope I don't put co-op in games that don't need it. I guess is yeah. my overall stance on the matter. That's a that's a solid point. Solid point. Um, well, best of luck to you, Remedy. Um, you know, big fans of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're listening out there. They're listening. Yeah, surely they're gonna surely. get. They're gonna give me Alan Wake too. It's gonna be amazing. We're kind of a big deal, Kyron. To to all of you guys, anyway. Moving right along. I left that silence <laughs> just long enough, I think. <laughs> and then ruined it by pointing it out. But yeah. That's fine. That's fine. We're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> well, is, is, it, the is it a wall if it's audio? Like, I don't know. I can't see a wall. Like, Peeling back the, the, the audio curtain. The audio curtain. That's, mm. that's an interesting sound to imagine. <laughs> the audio curtain. <laughs> is, is, is it just like this? Yeah, just like that. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Okay. We're, we're moving on, Joel, because guess what? Jeff Keighley what, is back. Oh, love it. Jeff I love it. I, anything Jeff Keighley does, I'm on board with. Jeff Keighley. Again, this is this is actually something that happened just before we started. We were, mm-hmm. I was finishing up just looking at the notes going, is there anything else? And I hit refresh on good old NeoGAF. Mm-hmm. And this thread popped up and yeah jeff keely will be getting a new weekly live talk show with youtube gaming to celebrate gaming culture yes i'm i'm on board board. i love i love jeff yep i could listen to that man ask like pressing questions to developers till the cows come home oh boy trying to squeeze that bit of extra information out of me just he's a master at that are you thinking specifically of reggie oh god yeah yeah, well, among like, others as well, but yeah. yeah. 
Well, when he when he pressures Reggie, when he threw all that shade at Konami at last year. Oh, that was the best. Show. Oh, that was he was like the people's champion then. <laughs> Everyone celebrated it. It was like, yeah, fuck you, Konami. That's what you get. <laughs> so, Jeff Keeley fucking hates you. So good. Don't make don't make Keeley mad. Yeah. But basically, so the show will be called Live with YouTube Gaming. It's kind of a sub, like a standard name, I guess. Whatever. It's, it's kind of like a normal talk show, yeah. Hosty kind of vibe, yeah. So it premieres next week, Saturday 29th, which is really close. I'm pretty sure. Looking, mm-hmm. looking at the old calendar. And oh, yeah. it's going to be an hour-long show. It'll air live on YouTube Gaming. And I assume that means regular YouTube because, I don't know, they're the same thing, aren't they? Like, Well, yeah, different apps yeah. that let you know different things, yeah. I honestly think I prefer the gaming app more. That's just me, though. I would say that they'd probably put it up... That, that they'd stream it live on the, the gaming app and then pop it up like the, the full dump of, the, of it at the end oh, archive on it. normal YouTube yeah yeah so basically it'll be yeah hour long show it'll feature a number of like top creators from YouTube's you know selection like vast selection oh yes yeah so season one guests include people I've heard of like Matt Pat from Game Theorist yeah love Matt Pat <laughs> and I Justine I love I Justine as well and she's great Angry Joe Show who I've also heard of Fantastic. And a couple of other people I haven't heard of, such as I Has Cupquake. I think I've heard of her before, uh, for some reason. Nade Shot. Yep. And Unbox Therapy. Unbox Therapy is the only one that doesn't ring a bell. I'm yeah. pretty sure I Has Cupqua- Cupquake was on the uh, the Doom, like uh, Rooster Teeth's Doom stream they did. The oh, pre- yeah. I'm pretty sure she was a part of that. Maybe, In yeah. some way, shape, or form. Um interesting i'm I'm pretty sure it's a girl but i could be wrong (laughs) so because this is a jeff keely show oh yeah the show will feature breaking news uh exclusive first looks at upcoming video games oh yeah first looks world premiere man bring on those bring on those world premieres world premieres uh live let's plays which i mean given the success that rooster's been having with their not just their regular Let's Play channel, but also their yeah. live Let's Play performances makes sense. And even their Twitch streaming as well. Yeah, Twitch like, I mean, Twitch streaming in general, but but then you look at things like uh, those like live talk shows, like um, uh, Jimmy Fallon yeah. has people in to play games, Conan with mm. his Clueless Gamer series, like um, same sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It'll also feature competitions, updates on the world of esports, sneak previews of the like upcoming content from the creators that they're featuring on the show which is neat that's cool uh game spotlight yeah game inspired musical performances from some of today's biggest names in the music industry whatever that means that sounds really awesome i'm 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 intrigued by that yeah like again like the as long as it's not like jason derulo coming out like (laughs) just dance 2014 style or whatever it was that was ubisoft man don't (laughs) that was that was all on ubisoft I'm thinking more so of, again, the, the sort of stuff they had at the last couple of Game Awards. Yes, which I'm totally on board with because last year it was Churches and they are fucking unreal. That was great. And the, what was the one before? The year before that was... Oh, that, I feel, was it um, oh Imagine Dragons? Yeah, it was. It? And they did like that yeah. the Zelda thing. This, oh, that was great that was too. Cool. And of course there was a, Say What You Will About No Man's Sky, but they also had music performances for that game's soundtrack, which I still love, despite the, yes. what you think of the game. The music is quite good. 
So that makes me very excited, Joel. Absolutely. I'm totally excited for that. So if those who are interested, the premiere episode will feature an exclusive, exclusive, Joel. Exclusive. Exclusive new look at Titanfall 2's single-player campaign, and I will be checking it out for sure. Oh, me too. Some would say a world premiere. <laughs> well, I we mock because we love like Jeff yeah, Keighley. It's, it's from great. a place of love. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I love it. I mean, the Game Awards. It, it's it's like it's not trashy, but it's it's pretty unnecessary, I guess. The thing I take away from that, like the Game Awards, I feel it's. Jeff loves video games, clearly. Like, yeah, and that's that's the best part about it is that he you can tell how much he loves and how much he respects the people that he talks to, yeah, and the things that he talks about. Definitely, like him and Kojima, man, inseparable. Oh, I love any anytime there's an interview with Kojima and, and Keely, I'm like, yep, I'm gonna watch this from start to finish because I love just watching them and seeing like the look of admiration and respect that Jeff gives him as yeah. well, and it's just great. Really solid. So that, and yeah, like I said, love seeing him squeeze that little bit of extra information out of people. Yeah, definitely. Like he's one of the, one of the people I tune into for E three stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, god yeah. I definitely remember watching him a fair bit on the old game trailers days as well. Oh yeah, yep. So yeah, definitely excited to see where that show goes. Hopefully, it sticks around. Like it doesn't mention if it's got like a certain amount of time that it's going to be running for, or if it's going to be consistently running or what but yep. I'll, I'll tune in when it goes live I think it's going to do well I, I've got a good feeling about it I think it's the type of thing that um, I don't know it would work in this day and age well like YouTube's uh, definitely been taking steps to, yeah. to, to pull more people in with like regular content and that could, that could that'll work on me and even even with like YouTube Red stuff as well, like their, their YouTube Red exclusive shows and things like that, have been really good. I mean, I watched a little bit of, um, I think I had a trial, and I watched a little bit of uh, uh, Matt Pat's Game Lab. Oh yeah, actually, I think I checked out. I think the first episode was free. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Mirror's Edge one. Yeah, I checked that one out. Yeah. It was really cool. It's really awesome. I've watched all of them except for I think the last one, which was a Four Honor one that I haven't watched yet. Um, the, the Watch Dogs a, 2 a, one they did is Fort was Honor amazing. The one with, with the Completionist? I think it actually is. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw a preview for it and I, I was pretty excited to check it out. Yeah, the Watch Dogs 2 one was amazing just because it was they had like these like real-life hackers that like worked. Uh, their job was to like test uh, network security and things like that for, for businesses and companies and just hearing what they had to say about how they do things and how things are possible was terrifying but super interesting as well um oh but yeah so they're doing really cool stuff like that and i, I i'm excited i was gonna say i also remember checking out the the game grump stuff as well from the, oh the yeah the with keep talking that we explodes yeah yeah, yeah man like that, that sort of stuff that sort of content even like it's just cool and um yeah i want to see youtube do more of that sort of stuff just have fun guys Absolutely. Well, I don't even watch TV anymore. Like, I don't. I don't watch TV. The closest I get is Netflix. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. Like you know, like I probably even more closer. Maybe get like Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I guess as close as we get Netflix. to like. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not on Netflix, so we have to, you know, seek it out. Yeah. Cool. But uh, so yeah, that's really cool, and I'll, I'll definitely be tuning into that. Likewise. Um, and just. This is a this is more so just a little little 
shout out, and we I just wanted to see if we could reminisce a bit. But, I think uh, that's a good idea. This year, the game, oh, not this year, this week, I should say, the GameCube turned 15. Oh, the GameCube. It's probably breaking out into puberty. I love it. Yeah. Getting angsty at his yeah. parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that Still little, that little lunchbox. Yeah. Yes, with the, the handle. The handle, man. I don't the know. The best what... innovation to a console ever. I don't know why it was there. Oh, because in case you wanted to, like, go over to your friend's house and, you know, they they, they weren't cool enough to have a GameCube yet. You come in, you bust through the door and throw it on the ground. And, and, and what, break it? Well, I, I, I say throw, I mean, like, carefully place and, like, pat gently. <laughs> I was mostly thinking maybe when you're playing Smash Brothers and maybe you can't beat your friends, so you just grab it with a handle and smack <laughs> them across the head, the head with it. Yeah, yeah, or throw it out the window. Yeah, out the window, that's fine. That works yeah. too. That works yeah. too. Get it, get, like, still get a nice spin around, like, hammer throw. Like, <laughs> straight out the window. Oh, the GameCube was definitely weird. I remember when I saw a picture of it. Yep. The first thing I could say was, well, at least the name is accurate. Yeah. Well, hey, it had a, like, speaking of names, it had a pretty interesting like project name as well, like development name. What was its development name again? Was it, it was Project Dolphin, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was. It was... Oh, my yeah. God, it was... Nintendo have the project best Dolphin. project names. I fucking love that. That's awesome. Dolphin is a cool project name. And just still to this day, like, I don't care what anyone says, my favorite controller is still the GameCube controller. Yeah, great controller. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I just really liked it. It just feels good to hold. Yeah. It just feels comfortable. I think, too, it's, it's almost like a, a sense of, like, comforting. It is. For, for us, anyway, because it's like, when that controller's in our hands, it means Smash Brothers. Definitely. Generally. It means some sort of Smash is playing. We're playing Smash some Heck, they, way, shape, or form. They brought out a GameCube controller just for Smash 4. Oh, yeah, and an adapter to plug into your Wii U. Just That's for Smash 4. Just for that. Everyone's like, can we use this in other games? They're like, no, just for Smash Brothers. Only for like, Smash. And everyone was like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Smash, so this <laughs> that's is That's okay. Totally on board with that. But yeah, like, man, uh, the GameCube, I'm trying to think of the things it gave me, but it was some, it gave us Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime. So it brought back Metroid. It changed Resident Evil and gave us Resident Evil 4. Which was the first and probably only one that I've... Actually, yeah, the only one I've actually played through to completion. And I've played that through about two or three times on that console So good. Well. It gave so us good. a new F-Zero, which criminally we haven't seen one since. Yeah. Uh, Eternal uh, Darkness. I was going to say, that was my one. Eternal Darkness. That oh. game was, like, a crazy cool. Like, the stuff that that game did with the, with the sanity meter was just great. I love that. The first time I got my blue screen. Oh my god, the blue! Oh, or like when it was turning down my TV. The I'm like, volume. What? What? Oh yeah. <laughs> or like flick channels and like it, yeah, that was so cool. Or you die, you just be walking along and you die. Oh jeez. What, what the fuck happened? Yeah, what the, what the, the shit? Nin- I'm pretty sure Nintendo owns a trademark to Adam, so I'm, I, I oh. always cross my fingers that it'll pop up on the virtual console oh, one day. Oh damn you, Silicon Knights! Oh, it's a pity. It's a pity. It is a shame. Uh, Real shame. And do you know what else? Speaking of Silicon Knights, ironically enough, um, do you know what else the GameCube had the best version of, in my opinion? Oh. Was Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes. Which was the first time I ever played that game as well, with Twin Snakes. I, I, man, just taking Metal Gear Solid 1 and giving it the Metal Gear Solid 2 touch-up. Yep. With crazier anime cutscenes was such a fun time. Backflips, man. Backflipping off of a rocket. <laughs> or like like 
backflipping, grabbing your sniper rifle, sniper and rifle. shooting at Sniper Wolf because yep. snakes are badass. Yeah, because why not? And you know what? It was amazing. And all, so good. And even just the little changes to Psycho Mantis in his boss fight when he would call out that you were playing Smash Brothers or Super Mario Sunshine. Time. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love the GameCube, man. And like four controller ports to switch between as well instead of two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Hey, but don't worry, yeah. like the, the codec number is still on the back of that case. <laughs> from, from Correct. Correct. Uh, what else did that? What else did that console give us? Gave us Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Oh, I'm trying to get back to all my games that I had for it. The biggest one the that played. we already mentioned briefly, but obviously Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, Melee. The game that brought us for all sure. together. Oh yeah, for sure. The game that I still to this day suck at. <laughs> at least I can hold my own in the other ones, but I, Melee, I'm just oh, I'm four steps behind in that game. I suck at it now as well, honestly. It's been so long since I really rusty. played it properly. That game is a, <laughs> that is a fast game. Oh yeah, that game is really fast. Smash Four is a good balance. I think so. I still think it's, it's a, a good... bit too floaty in the air, but overall, it's just uh, yeah, it's still good. Still good. Yeah. Yeah, GameCube. We love you. You're a good one. You're a good one. You're a good one. It was also, so, I think it was probably what you could say was the last of Nintendo's conventional game consoles, really. That's very true, yeah. Power-wise, it was pretty competitive with the Xbox and the PS2. Yeah, that and, ATI uh, graphics processor in it that had. Yeah. But, it graphics, but yeah. Yeah, and then, then the, like, again, not hating on the Wii. The Wii did well. Yeah. But I don't know if we really changed or shifted how they viewed themselves in the console world. So, they yeah. sort of went a little crazy. Yeah, and they were like, oh, we don't have to be as powerful to be successful. And that's fine. Yeah. It, that's fine, just back it up. <laughs> but you might you might have noticed, Nintendo, that you had you had some more third parties on the GameCube as well, just saying. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, I just wanted to talk anyway. about the GameCube because it's turn 15. Happy birthday, GameCube. We still love you. I'm still looking at you over on my shelf right now. I, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Mine's my, it's my GameCube, and then just about like sitting above it, like on top of it, is my like launch uh, 3DS. I was gonna say like no, sitting Apple blue one sitting in front of my GameCube is my uh, signed picture of Charles Martinet. <laughs> oh, perfect from EB Expo. Oh, it was a remember lot. how excited was, we were? Was a, I was giddy. Was I was giddy to me. We Martin were. Day. We were like we were like little schoolgirls. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> and then he like he opened his mouth and just he just spoke like Mario. He was constantly. just he was just Mario. He'd just be like, "Well, hey, even though, oh, hey," and we're like. <gasps> Even the little note on the that he signed was very Mario. Just oh yeah, nothing but pleasant vibes and good memories there. Just a good jolly vibe. Yeah. Oh, alrighty. Well, that just about wraps it up for uh, for news this week, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think it's time to jump into the questions, Joel. Some questions. Cool. Alrighty. So, first off, first cab off the rank this week comes from our good friend Brendan. So. Brennan says to us, So, after playing a bunch of Mad Max this week, picking it up on Joel's ever-glowing recommendation, good choice, very, very good choice, uh, I came across a mandatory indoor race mission that really broke the flow of the game. The difficulty spike and arena change from an open-world wasteland Carmageddon was really jarring, but the game beforehand and afterwards was so far really impressive. 
I'm wondering what other speed bump experiences you've encountered in games that made you reassess the game as a whole, uh, and how much do you think the games can be affected by one particularly bad or good level or sequence? It's a really interesting question. I'm still still mulling it over. Yeah, I have an idea in my mind of one. I have a really obvious one that I talked mm. about last week. Ah, yes. Valkyria Chronicles. Like, right. Again, I, this is more so... I'm going to mostly talk about this because of the last part of that question. Because that tank mission, it threw me out. It turned me off the game Well, yep. six, seven years, which yes. sucks. Because I've gone back to it and I've beaten it now. And I love it. I love the game. It's so good. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah, those those rough patches that sometimes you find in a game where, I don't know, sometimes it's just throwing up walls. It sucks when that happens, honestly. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Cause... The, one that I, the one that came to mind for me was, um, I think, the first God of War, um, Climbing Out of Hades. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Uh-huh. I, I remember that, and yeah, it was. It's one of the three times I've actually thrown my controller across the room. I mean, I've, I've thrown, like, half-dropped, half-thrown my controller quite a lot of times. That was the time I literally, like, whipped it across the room. So I was like, this is fucking horseshit. Another sort of rough patch that didn't... It didn't put me off the game completely, but I, I really did enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. Is from Uncharted 1 on the jet okay. skis. Oh yes, good I one. Really, it's a really strange part of the game oh. that I can't stand. Yep. But oh, going for that, I, I went for the. I got the platinum in that game. It was my first platinum oh, trophy. Oh god, I don't and know. I how fucking had to do that on crashing. Oh boy. I'm pretty sure oh, if, you, if you go for the platinum on PS4, you've got to do that mission, that chapter, or that portion in a certain amount of time. Oh fuck. Yeah, I know. It's just a part of the game. But again, like as as Brendan points out, it's. This really bad patch in the middle of what is really good before and really good after. Very, really, yeah, it's really hot. one of my favorites. Yeah, so I think over like games can can get past it if you like sometimes if you manage to get past that rough patch, a game can still be really good. But that part will always sort of it sticks with me when I have a moment like that in a video game. It's like the, the whole thing about like customer service and stuff, where it's like you know, word of mouth, like yeah. It only takes one person to say that your service sucked to make a difference. You have like 25 people say, amazing, amazing, amazing. That doesn't matter. It's that one person that says, it's like that one bad moment in the game that will always stick out in your mind. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Which sucks. But Has there been any good experiences? Like ones where... Like in a bad mm -hmm. game that I found good. Or not necessarily like, you know, like something that's a bit jarring or like changed gears really quickly Ooh. that's what I was trying to think of no honestly like usually yeah. if I find a game good I just generally find it good I've never I'm trying to think of as yeah, good right. I've been surprised by honestly mm -hmm. purely because it was the first time I was trying it I'd probably say Persona 3 really right it was a game that I mean I, I came from the Final Fantasy school of JRPG Yep. So then to suddenly be playing this JRPG where I had to deal with limited days and like yes. I had no idea what I was doing. I had to juggle studying, my friends, all this other sort of stuff. I was really intimidated. 
And then the dungeon crawling kicked my ass, and I was just like, wow, shit, maybe this isn't the game for me. Yep. But I uh, ended up just falling in love with it. I think, like, for, for me, like, Bloodborne. Ooh, yeah. Again, because, like, I, that was the first From Software game that I played, and, like, like I've said many times before, like, leading up to it, I was like, what if I don't like this game? Like, what if, what if I can't play it because I'm not good enough? And I think there was... I'm trying to think of the exact moment where I where I tipped over. I think it was the first boss I beat. So I think it was when I beat um, Cleric Beast because I soloed Cleric Beast and it was I I was, did it relatively uh, you know worry free. I had a few deaths obviously, but I, I managed to to get through that pretty well. And that was the point where I was like, "No, I am. I'm ready for this. I'm totally totally into this now." I, uh, I I'm not I, I am good enough to finish this game and play it, and then found the gas coin kick my ass like six hundred times. But you know, I was going to say actually speaking of Bloodborne, this, again I'm thinking back of a to a part of a game that was fucking. I, it probably wasn't bad. I should specify. It just felt like horse shit. Yep. It was in the Chalice Dungeons, Ooh. and it's fighting the Watchdog of the Old Lords, who to this oh. day to this day is probably the hardest. Boss I fought in a fucking in a fucking Soulsborne game. Like he, purely because of the rules, like because you fight him in the Defiled Chalice dungeon where you have yep. half health. I'm pretty sure. Oh Jesus! And he has so much health. I recorded part of my fight with him on my PS4, and it was like it's a full 15 minute portion. That fight took me probably 45 minutes to an hour. Oh my god! It was grueling. And it was probably one of the roughest things I've ever done in a From Software game. Yep. And it sticks with me for that reason. But I guess the caveat is coming out the other side, I was just like, cool, I'm invincible. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing Bring takes it. me down now. Bring it the fuck on. I'm, yeah. I, I have no fear left. <laughs> I am become dead. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, thanks, Brendan. That was a really good question. It was. Like, I, again, it makes me think about just... A good game is a good game, but those little mm-hmm. bad parts sometimes might stick out. Oh yeah, you know, like some like a little fawn. You're like you're re- reminiscing about something you like, and then you prick yourself on. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, that's right, I forgot about that. And usually, if the game's like, if, if it is such a great game, like you know, like God of War, I love God of War, but that one thing you can look back on that that horrible part of that game with a sort of lightheartedness. Yeah, you go. The rest of the game was awesome, and I'm like. Fuck man, that that part was tough. It was rough. Then you flip it though, like maybe when you're going to replay it, and in the back of your head you're like, "Shit, it's coming up. Fuck, it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up." <laughs> or if you've forgotten, you you like, I know it's it's going to happen. It's like in the last half of the game. Like, where is going to where is going to hit me? Oh, um, and it smacks you in the face, and you're like, "Ah, oh, shit." Yep, <laughs> that was our uh, head scratcher question for the week. Yeah, we always have one that we always have to actually you know do some work and think about. Yeah, it's okay, though. Thankfully, the second question we got was, at least for me, really easy. This is, pretty, this is a pretty safe bet, this one. Yeah. So our second question comes from Sean, and he asks us, the question that has been debated countless times, which character would you want introduced to the Smash, Bros, Smash Brothers roster and why? Anyone who knows me, anyone yep. who's talked to me, anyone who's probably been within earshot of me, Oh yes. talk about Smash Brothers, we'd know that there's mm-hmm. only one character that I want. There's only one character that I need. 
It's Ice Climber's back. Ice Climber's back, right, yeah. I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm, I'll do it. It's Ridley. Where is he? Of course. Where of is course Ridley? Ridley? He's too big, man. <laughs> oh, just... Joel. <laughs> oh. We're, like, it, it, it's okay. I, I, I can say these kind of things when we're like, you know, two hours apart. You can. It's fine. Just know that this is going to come back. It's gonna come back to haunt you. <laughs> but seriously, like I get, yeah. I get that people say he's too big because, sure, in the scale of Metroid, the, the franchise, he is significantly bigger. Oh yeah, than Samus. You got Charizard. Look at look at the scale of Charizard and Pikachu. And again, and, okay, so then I know and that... Bowser as well. Bowser's fucking massive. Yeah, Bowser's shaped like changes size constantly yeah i know the counterpoint to that is usually yeah but you can't like having ridley you know change sizes would sort of i guess remove an element of the intimidation that generally is had between samus and ridley like no but it's, it's smash brothers man who cares it's a fucking party fighter game i'm yeah. beating up the villager as diddy kong like, yeah exactly like and there'd be enough variant in like attacks and moves that he that, that really could have well, that, that would make it equally as terrifying. That's the thing. He could be sort of he'd be a weird sort of character because he's sort of you know unco and sort of gangly. So yeah, that would be interesting. He's got he'd have like the little probably the little float jumps like Day 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 has. Yeah, I don't know how heavy he'd be, but you'd think he'd be in the heavier class. Like I don't know, man. It annoys me, especially because Metroid technically in my eyes, only has one representative. Well, that's it. I don't care if it's Samus and Zero Two Samus. They're both Samus. Exactly, it's Samus. I love Metroid, and that's not good enough. Come on, guys. Come on. It isn't. Like, hey, well, Nintendo clearly loves Metroid so much. Yeah, I know. So much respect for... Yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, so a slagathon here. That, that's... that's that was like I saw that question. I'm like, cool, got this covered because it's the same thing I've been saying for the last I don't know how how many years do you think it's been, Joel? Oh God, I like probably since I've known you. Probably at least since not since Brawl. Probably since, since Brawl. Yeah, yeah. Which I, again is only a couple of games I know, but in in terms of years. But that's still a lot of years. Yeah, that's like what. That was 2008, 2009. Yeah, so like eight years. Yeah. Just give me Ridley. Just do it. <laughs> Well, I also had a pretty, like, definitive answer. And I, I can't believe I actually had to think about it for a second until I was like, oh, duh. It was the character I actually voted for in the public vote, which was um, Shovel Knight, man. Man. Shovel Knight. I love Shovel Knight. Love Shovel Knight, and I think he would be a fucking great fit for Smash Brothers. I mean, he's, like, he's moveset. He's already got all the moveset. He, you can incorporate all the different, like, items he gets from all the different knights. And then he has his shovel as his basic attack. Like, like, why is that not a thing already? He has an amiibo. He has an amiibo already. Like, it's, he's ready to go. If Just you look at, that shit in. If you look at the sales, like, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight performed the best on Wii U and 3DS, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Apart, apart from Steam, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, PC is its own beast in this market. I wonder if the, I wonder if Steam counted for, like, uh, like, Kickstarter redemptions, like, codes. I mean, maybe, but that, like even like Wii U owners would have. Oh wait, no. Um, In Australia, I think it was late to come out. Right. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, like as far as consoles go, I'm pretty sure I'm someone can feel free to correct me, but I'm pretty sure Nintendo platforms was, was the largest like, you know, market share for their console sales. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it, it, it feels at home. I mean, I played it through on my 30s. I played it on Wii U. Yeah, it feels at home on that. It feels because it is a love letter to those old school platformers of like the NES and Super NES uh, generations. And it would and be, it'd be so much fun to see him intera- like, interacting in a game with yep. the likes of Mega Man and Mario. Fucking a, and I, just, I it, it just makes perfect sense to me. Like it, it, he seems like a perfect character for that kind of game. Think of the stages. Um, yeah, the music. I oh, imagine, and his final smash could be like, uh, like a combination of all the knights. Oh man! Come together, so like how cool. fucking cool would that be? Or even if it was just a simple one, like maybe he would team up with Shield Knight. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! I don't know, man. It's it's so frustrating because we, admittedly, we had our hopes up for Shovel Knight. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a thing. I thought it was going to happen. I honestly did. I mean, we got Bayonetta. That's cool. I'm I'm very happy about that. Yeah, look, I got Cloud Strife, so I'm still yeah happy exactly. So we we both got pretty good options in the end, uh, and Ryu as well. I got my um, boy back. I got Roy. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the the characters that they did go with in the end were not like anything to sniff at. Like they were still great, solid characters. Um, but man, just Shovel Knight just seemed like such a perfect fit. So that's uh, I I I I would I was I was like seventy five percent bet money. I would have bet money on it. I was like, I've got a good feeling about this. I guess that's why Smash Bros is so cool. Like here we are yep. saying like. You want Shovel Knight? I demand Ridley. But those games, they still have damn good rosters. Like I'm not. Oh God, yeah. I would never say they don't. And yeah. I would argue. I would argue that that Smash Fours is probably the best and most robust, I guess, of the. Definitely. Of the lot. I, would, I would easily agree with you there. It's it's a really good representation, apart from some franchises, but it's a it's it's a good representation of like you know what's out there. Um, and just wacky enough to work. Man, Dark Hunt Dog's in there. <laughs> Duck Hunt Dog. Like, when... I remember when the, the roster leaked, and they were like, yeah, Duck Hunt Dog. And I... I couldn't believe it. I was like, you... you, you like, Duck Hunt Dog? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. That's not gonna happen. And, well, look at that. There he is. Hey. Laughing He's up there me. with, like, Game & Watch as well. Like, you know, that was that was a weird choice, and Game & Watch is fucking hilarious to play as. Ice climbers, man. I mean, I know yeah, they're ice gone now, which is it's sort of, it's sort of sad they're gone. But Rip they in were peace. weird. And fucking Rob. <laughs> fucking Rob. I still hate Rob. <laughs> I still hate him. Always God will. Damn it. Fucking Rob. Uh, was there anyone else you could think of? But I would Let's have a brainstorm there. quickly. Yeah. Oh man, like again, it's it's smashed. The list of of characters I would love to see in there, like. Mm. My the other change I probably would have made, and this is, this is purely because it's a franchise I'd love to death, is I would yep. I would mix up the Fire Emblem roster a bit. Okay. I'd probably take uh, not Roy. I could I would never take Roy out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take Ike out because I hate him. Ike. Yeah, because let's be honest. There's as far as sword users go, we've got Marth, we've got Lucina, we've got Roy, mm-hmm. and Ike. I'd probably, you know what? I'd take out Ike and Lucina, because I'd take out Lucina for sure. Yeah, Lucina's a, a big missed opportunity. But basically, oh, yeah. like there are so many other classes in the Fire Emblem games that are underrepresented. Robin was a good step forward. 
by adding yep. in like magic abilities. That was really cool. Uh, I would love to see in Fire Emblem Eight, I believe it is. It's okay. got two lords you play as, and the dude is Ephraim, I believe his name is pronounced. Okay. But he's a he's a lance based fighter, and that would be really interesting. I think uh. to have more of a, a poker, you know, poke poke mm. sort of move set as opposed to the slash. Well, Corrin's kind of Corrin. Corrin's close to it. Yeah. Uh, I do like Corrin. Corrin sort of allows you to take on the role of the, the transforming classes in that game. Yeah. Much to everyone who seems to play against me when I'm playing as Corrin's dismay. Oh, stabby spear. <laughs> stabby spear, stab in the ground, man, then lunge forward. Works every and, time. And, yeah, and, and it's always that pause too before you do this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck you. Where you know what's going to happen and getting it kicked oh. in the face. Yeah, it's like, like throw, that's when I throw the control. Like, fucking, fucking horseshit. But that's basically, like, I would love to see, like, basically what they did with Robin, like, bring in some different classes from Fire Emblem. Mm. I know some people don't like how many Fire Emblem characters are in there, but unfortunately, the franchise is doing pretty well for Nintendo now. Wow, that did. I mean, so, you, you know, yeah, it, it, like, yeah, what was the recent ones that came out? Fates? Fates did really well. Awakening, yeah. Awakening saved Fire Emblem. Like, yeah, exactly. That's a, the one that's... If Awakening hadn't have sold well, that was it. Like, Fire Emblem was done. Yeah. It's the Persona... F- I mean, to a lesser extent, it's the Persona 4 of, of Fire Emblem. It was the one that sort of brought it to the, the masses, essentially. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Like, it was mm. the revival of the series. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's basically what I would do. Like, I mean, as I could go on for days about little bits and pieces of love in the game as far as characters go, but if I had to pick something towards the top of my list, that would probably be up there. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. Let's go before before we wrap this question up. <laughs> one of like completely out there choice. Like, oh god, that would never happen in a million years. Like completely off the table. What would it be? From anything, it could be from like a, a, a like a Microsoft, could be from PC, could be from PlayStation. Ah oh, man, I, like from. See, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, I don't know. You could say something stupid like Kratos or yeah, Master Chief, yeah, or like I, Nathan Drake. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna not go quite that crazy, and I'm gonna pick an option that I'd love to see. And I feel pretty confident in knowing it won't happen because of the company that owns the IP. Okay. But I'd love to see Simon Belmont. That'd be awesome. But Castlevania's owned by Konami, so... Fuck you, Konami, yeah. (laughs) Like, again, that's Uh, not so crazy because Simon Belmont and Castlevania, Nintendo... Exactly. It's a thing that that happened, but... That's still... That's relatively plausible on on paper. Um, But yeah... All right, so I thought about this one. I was just thinking about that. This is why I asked this question. My answer? Yep. Zero from Borderlands. Zero from Borderlands? Yep. Because you have, like, cool, like, he could do, like, his cloak abilities for, like, a couple of seconds and use that as one of his, like, maybe, like, down B. He, like, can cloak for, like, a second or something so he can, like, dash away. He'd have his sword that he could use. He sort of yeah. like a sounds like he'd be like a combination of a like the agility of maybe a sheik. Yep. With the swords, sword moves of a moth, maybe. Yeah, so a, a little less damage on the sword, so like. Well, yeah. well, because well, moth does most of his damage at the tip, so he could right probably be similar. I would say. Well, I, I would do it that he like from backstabs. 
Oh, okay. So, like, you, know, you deal more damage if you're attacking from behind. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it keeps that kind of, like, assassin element to it. Yeah. That'd, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. And, like, visually, that'd look kind of cool as well. Like, you know, he, the, not... the visual look of the Borderlands would still fit into that uh, that universe. I'm a sucker for Zero. Yeah, right. Me too. So I was like, I was, I was looking at my like my Borderlands loot chest, and I'm like, I wonder if there's a character from that. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Done. That's going to be it. Uh, look, well, again, was... like there are so many. I would love to see so many characters in Smash. Like, yeah, exactly. There's why, so many to list off. Yeah, like, and that's why I'm so excited to see. I know, that, I know that Sakurai himself will be like, please don't, don't talk about it yet. And then I'm so <laughs> excited for Smash Five. Just like yeah, like I mean, you know. Uh, Iwata won't be able to come out and announce anything oh, this God. time. It's going to happen though. Like they'll be like, "Yes, and we are working on a new Smash Brothers for NX," and he'll be like, "No one told me again." Shut the fuck up! Yeah. In future, seriously, if you're going to announce a new Smash Brothers game, at least consult me first. Yeah, you know the creator of it, <laughs> the person who's in charge of the game. That poor please. guy. <laughs> oh, poor poor guy. Like he works himself so hard, and you can tell when you play those games just by how much content is packed into them. Yep, and then just for, like you know, people like us to sit up on our high our high horses. Gone. Well, you know, this isn't as good as this, and this person should be in here. And why didn't you put in Ridley? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Did you see everything else I did?" I'm like, "Yeah, but there's no yeah. Ridley." I guess it was okay. <laughs> Seriously, fine. Though, just my such a good franchise. Yep, such a good franchise. Oh, I reckon that's about, that just about does it, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that's about where we can where we can tie a little bow on it and call it quits. And maybe mm-hmm. then we can all begin campaigning for Ridley in Smash Brothers Five. Let's make it happen. <laughs> we'll get placards and t-shirts. Yeah, made. we'll get shirts. We'll get signs. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, if we were ever to get to the point where we had merchandise, I think that should be one of our first shirts. <laughs> Ridley, Ridley for, Smash. for Smash 2018 or something. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah, 2020 yeah make it happen make it so i like it i know what i'm getting for your birthday next year is it ridley and smash not quite it'll be a shirt that oh. says really for smash 2020 that's gonna be i guess i'll take it man if ridley, <laughs> if ridley was in smash we get like a little ridley amiibo that'd be oh, cool I wish I can dream you'd probably get a ridley amiibo before you get him in smash oh no he won't <laughs> like yeah that's true we're not we're never getting metroid amiibos <sighs> anyway it's too sad to think note. about I love that franchise why <laughs> let's wrap it up I want to just thank you all for listening to us ramble on about video games specifically me talk about how much I want Ridley and Smash because that oh. has to happen yes um, as always I'm Kyron Morrison you can follow me on Twitter at X, or you can follow my lovely co-host Joel McDonald at Jolly Mac oh, he's so good <sighs> and if, if, you know, you want to explore this podcast more, you can follow our podcast account at Dialogue Options on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook, where we are also Dialogue Options. You can send us emails to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. That includes, you can drop us questions there, suggestions, game suggestions. I don't know. Talk to us. We'll listen. Yeah. And, yeah, that just about does it for this week. So, as always, I'll let our lovely theme song by Azure Flux, Strike Witches, Get Bitches, take us out. And we'll see you next week. Catch ya. Later.